The book of Galatians tells us to not grow weary from doing good. But what was the context of that statement? How could the Galatians possibly have grown weary? Let's talk about that today on the THP Online Community Podcast. Hello and welcome to the THP Online Community Podcast. I'm Dallas, your media pastor here at The Healing Place. And we're so glad that you've hit the play button today, whether that's on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Thank you so much for inviting us to wherever you are at today. Today, our lead pastor, Scott Etheridge, can continue our series on God's promises by looking at a very popular promise that people have, have quoted for years. That is, do not grow weary while doing good. But what is the actual context of this statement? Why is Paul encouraging the Galatians not to grow weary? What's happening in this situation? Do us a favor, and after today's message, reach out to us. MediaHub at thbtreport.com is our email, or any of our social media, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Just look for thbtreport. And let us know your thoughts on this message. How has it encouraged you? How has it challenged you? But most importantly, let us know how we can help you take your next step in your walk with God. At The Healing Place, we truly believe in helping people to become what God has created them to be, to know what he's saying and to do what he's called them to do. But to do that, you have to take your next step, and we want to take that with you. For more information about The Healing Place, check out our website, thpstreetport.com. All that being said, let's get into today's message. Hey there, everyone. Thank you for welcoming me to wherever you are today. Listen, I don't know about you, but I am ready to take a deep dive today. So right off the bat, let's do it. Deep dive. Come on, put that in the chat right now. Deep dive. I'm taking a deep dive today. Hey, put in the chat right now. I'm with you, Scott. I'm with you. I'm with you. We're taking a deep dive today. Listen, we're going to be in the book of Galatians, okay? So let's go to Galatians, whatever, if it's on your device. If, uh, if you've got one of these right here, which is called a leather-bound Bible, by the way, uh, whatever you've got, uh, let's, uh, let's go to the book of Galatians. Now, let's do a quick reminder. A quick reminder. Our promise from last week, Philippians 1.6, being confident, being convinced of this very thing that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. What an amazing promise. And you want to know what? We're not just moving on to different promises. We're walking in this promise today because that which God began in us. Listen, if you were here uh, with us last week or if you've watched it during the week at all and you have declared that promise from Philippians 1 in your life, listen, God began something in you. He put something in you, and now that's going to grow. It's going to continue to grow because God is faithful that what he started in you, he will finish it one day, but every single day until that day, it can grow inside of us and flow through us. And so that brings us to today, Galatians chapter number six, okay? Galatians six and verse nine. Now we're going to read the verse, the one verse, but then we're going to give this overview and see what's going on because there's a super important principle today. And here's the principle. Think about your life for a second. Just pause for a second, okay? Think about your life. Come on now, even everybody in this room right now where I'm at, just take a pause, Just pause right now. Reflect on your life. Now think about this. Somebody sees you at the grocery store and they see an angry face and that's all they have seen of your life. 
when they walk away, are they going to think that you're a super joyful person or you're just an angry person? Say that somebody sees you on your worst day and that's all they see. Guess what? The story that they see would be incomplete. How about people that see you on your best day? Maybe it's you're, uh, you're an athlete and it was uh, a win in a competition. Maybe it, was, um, maybe it was a win at the job place. And maybe somebody just comes in at that moment and they see the win. But guess what? Still the story that they see of your life is incomplete. Okay, what does this have to do with Galatians chapter 6? Well, we're going to read one verse. But then we're going to go back and we're going to see what precedes that. Why? Because that one verse is not going to give us the whole story. That one verse is going to be kind of incomplete without the rest of the story. And the impact of that one verse, you know, we take one verse and we, we feel good about that verse. We're like, wow, that, that feels great. But the impact of it can be so much deeper if we would just figure out what is the rest of the story. And just as we would never want anybody to judge our full story by one moment, we don't want to judge what's going on in our promises just by one verse. We want to see the whole because we want to get as much as we can. Again, God began a good work in us. And so what do we want? We want as much of that that God can put in us so that it can grow and that can impact not only our lives, but everyone around us. So Galatians chapter 6, verse 9. And for many of you, maybe you've heard this before. Maybe you've heard pieces of it. It's almost like, um, it's almost like have you ever kind of um, been going through a grocery store? Maybe you hear like background music. Everywhere we go, you know, there's, there's normally background music. Or we'll watch a movie and we'll hear a background song in the background, but we don't know who wrote the song. We don't know who sang it. And then all of a sudden we pull up on YouTube and it has an artist and they're singing this song and they're like, whoa, wait a second, I know that song. Well, you don't really know it, but you heard it, right? You heard it. But the story is kind of incomplete. Maybe you've heard portions of this verse and it sounds familiar, but maybe you didn't know the whole background of it. So I'm telling you, we're going for maximum impact today. Galatians chapter 6, verse 9. And let us not grow weary, what a great word, for 2021, right? What a great starting point. And let us not grow weary while doing good. Wow. Now that is an amazing start in a promise from God. This is really the promise portion of this whole context. And let us not grow weary while doing good. Why? For in due season, we shall reap if we do not lose heart. So the word of God says that as you're doing good, guess what? There's going to be a weariness that's going to come. You know, in the day that we're living in right now, there's a weariness. Like people are doing good every day. And you can talk about doctors and nurses and, and people in their communities and people have been serving and feeding people and housing people and clothing people, all these different things. People have been doing good because nations are in turmoil. There's unrest. There's a lot of intangibles that are happening right now and some people don't know what to do and people are serving in their communities every single day but yet we see all these news stories about the bad that's going on and then we'll see one little snippet maybe a one minute story on the local news about something good but we know that there's more good going on than that little snippet 
that there are people every single day who are in their communities and that are doing good, right? It says, do not grow weary in doing good because as you're doing good and doing good and doing good and you see all the things around us, sometimes we think, you know what? Man, what I'm doing, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like this stuff, this bad stuff is still happening. I'm trying to do good, but bad stuff is still happening. The bad stuff will always happen and I will never make a difference. Guess what? That's a lie. And let me say it clearly so you understand me from the pit of hell. It's a lie. You want to know what darkness doesn't want you to understand? Is that your light dispels the darkness. It's making a difference. And the enemy's tactic in our life is to get us to become weary in doing good so that we won't do good, so there won't be any good, so there won't be any light. There will just be darkness. And God's word says, don't grow weary while doing good. Why? Because in due season, everything you're doing now is sowing seeds, putting a seed in the ground. And just like that principle, you don't get a harvest immediately, but you put, you toil, and you dig, and you plant, and you water. And then there comes a time, like some of you just went through this season, where maybe you had a little potted plant outside. And I know at our place, you know, Tanya's got these plants, and she talks to them. Like, she'll be outside, and she's talking. And I think somebody has, like, like a neighbor that's walking in the neighborhood has walked into the, the yard, and I'll go outside. Nobody's there. Who is Tanya talking to? She's talking to her peppers. Like she's talking to her pepper plants. She's like, oh, you guys look so great. You guys are growing so good. Oh, what's happening to you? Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't water you. It's like, but what is happening is she's engaging with what she put in the ground. She's engaging with that seed and she's not expecting it to be immediate. And yet as it begins to grow, she's encouraging She's encouraging it. Listen, God is encouraging us with this, that you may not see those seeds. You may not see something right away, but God's encouraging you. He's going, hey, look at you. You're growing. Like you're growing. You want to know why? Because God's not just looking at you at that bad or that great moment. God has seen the whole picture. And yet God is going, listen, you're doing awesome. You're doing good. You're doing great. And then God comes and says, look, you've really gotten off track. Come on. Like, what are you doing? Where are those good seeds? These are bad seeds. You don't want to reap that kind of harvest. And in the word of God, Paul is telling the the believers uh, in in the area of Galatia, he's saying, listen, do not grow weary while doing good, for in due season you're going to reap if, here's the if, you don't lose heart. Like, just keep having the faith. Listen, guard your heart. Guard your heart from becoming hard like this world. Guard your heart from all those negative things that would try to get. When I say negative, I'm not talking about, listen, if God comes to us and say repent, that's not negative, that's positive. I'm talking about the the, the stuff that we're getting from the world that is anti-God, that that is anti the word of God, those things that are coming, that, that fleshly thought pattern that's coming after us, guard our hearts Guard our minds. Now, let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. So what's going on here? So here's the deal. Paul's come, and he's, he's, he's sent this correspondence, right? He sent this correspondence to the believers, and here's what's going on. There are 
all manner of issues going on amongst the believers in this region. And here's what's happening. You have Jews and Gentiles, right? So you got Jews who are saying dietary laws, dietary laws, circumcision. You've got to do all this stuff. Now they're believers in Jesus, but now they're kind of beginning to make this shift to going back to the law. And the Gentiles are going, hey, there's some things about our culture that I think we could probably bring in here and we'd be okay. Like we believe in Jesus, but we can kind of meld these things in here together. And all of a sudden, all these things are being heaped upon them. And all of a sudden now what's getting lost is the gospel of Jesus Christ, the good news of Jesus. And it's begun to become about works and it's becoming about listen what you eat or what you don't eat or or what you're doing here or what you're not doing here and all these things are being layered on people and Paul says listen they're in trouble like they're in trouble listen it's kind of like today like in in the day in which we live in it's like we've added certain things and we've added things on top of things and we've made the gospel of Jesus kind of complicated because we've added whether it's denominational things or or whether we've added this or added this or maybe we've said hey man we can do this it's okay the grace of Jesus covers everything Paul's covering all of that he's saying listen that's sinful behavior and guess what this you think this dietary law is good to go no that's sinful behavior you are listening to a false gospel now how do we know that well if we go to the beginning of Galatians Paul tells us in the first three words what's about to happen. The first three words Paul tells us what's about to happen in this correspondence with these believers. Paul, an apostle. Not brother, not not bondservant, not any of those things. He says, Paul, an apostle, and there is no and. And he doesn't name anybody else. In other letters, he's like, Paul, a bondservant, and Paul, your brother, and Paul with Timothy and Sylvanius, and all these different things. But he's like, Paul, an apostle. Why is that important? Paul is saying in those three words, I'm about to correct some things that are wrong. I'm about, I'm about, I love you, and I, I, I love you, and I care about you. And man, you guys had an amazing encounter with God. You came to Jesus in an unbelievable way, and now you're losing your way. You've allowed all those things from the world to come in, and you didn't guard your heart. You didn't guard your mind. So in the first three words, he's kind of telling them, And then in Galatians 1, 6, he says this. I marvel that you are turning away so soon from him who called you in the grace of Christ to a different gospel. He's like, guys, what what are you doing? I can't believe that you veered off so fast to follow another teaching beyond the good news. Because guess what? Jesus, he's the only thing. He's the focus. There is only one good news. There's only one gospel of Jesus. And Paul's saying, listen, you're turning away so soon. God called you in the grace of Jesus, but now you're turning to a different gospel. You're turning to a different gospel. And then in verse 12, he says this, for I neither received it from man. He's saying, listen, this that I've brought you to, And me as an apostle and the gospel of Jesus Christ and the revelation of Jesus, 
Verse 12 of Galatians 1, For I neither received it from man, nor was I taught it, but it came through the revelation of Jesus. And what is he doing? He's setting the stage. He hasn't started talking to them about how they've gotten off course with dietary laws and stuff, all that man-made stuff. But right here, he lays out a precedence. He says, listen, what I taught you and what I gave you, it wasn't man's laws. It was a revelation of Jesus Christ. He's putting the focus right on Jesus. Come on, put that in the chat right now. Focus on Jesus. Focus on Jesus. Hey, answer this in your own heart today. Have you ever been distracted from Jesus? Of course, we all have. Is it a little fuzzy even right now for you? I mean, think about that for a second. Take a pause and just reflect for a moment. Hmm. Is it fuzzy? Is it out of focus? Is he out of focus right now in my life? Did I release kind of my, my barrier around my heart? Have I opened myself up to a different gospel? And so Paul is kind of taking this journey with them and he's bringing all these things out. And then in chapter 3, verse 1, and we know that the Bible wasn't necessarily written in chapters. That's kind of added in. And this is a, this is a continuing narrative in what he's writing to them. But he just comes right out and says it in chapter 3, verse 1. Oh, foolish Galatians. Now listen, foolish is a word today that we kind of we kind of we kind of put it in there with like a somebody that's a joker, that's, you know, a comedian or something like that, but man, in that day, that word fool, that was not a funny term. And when he and when he calls them foolish, that is a derogatory that is you have way got off track. Oh, foolish Galatians. Listen to what he says. Chapter 3 verse 1. Who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth before whose eyes Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed among you as crucified? He's like, listen, this is not you. Like, who has bewitched you? Who has deceived you? Somebody has told you a different gospel than what was preached to you. And what we preached to you was Christ and Him crucified. And then he says, this only I want to learn from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? He's reminding them, listen, how did you get the Holy Spirit? Did you get it because it was written in the law on a tablet? Or did you get it because it was written on the tablet of your heart? The Holy Spirit inside of you. Grace, faith. And then he says in verse 3, Are you so foolish, having begun in the Spirit, and are now being made perfect by the flesh. Like Paul is going straight in. And he's going, guys, listen, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? You know the power of the Holy Spirit. You know that God called you by his spirit. Why are you leaning on the flesh? Why have you gone back to the things of the flesh? He's not saying that they're lost. But he's saying, man, there's this, you know, the biblical term carnal, man, there's this carnal nature about you that you're not walking in the spirit. Maybe you made a decision in the spirit to follow Jesus, but you're not walking in the spirit. Listen, have you made a decision to follow Jesus and that decision was in the spirit, but maybe you haven't been walking in the spirit? Listen, you can get back up and begin to walk in the spirit again. And 
Paul goes on, verse 26 of chapter 3, for you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. He's reminding them of their identity. For as many of you who were baptized into Christ have put on Christ, and then he is just obliterating the world's theology. And believe me, the world has a theology. See, the world worships gods. That spirit of the world has a need to worship. We were created in the image of God to worship. And if you don't worship the one true God, your soul, your spirit is going to long to worship something or someone. And Paul says, for as many of you who are baptized in Christ have put on Christ, and then here it comes. There is neither Jew nor Greek. Listen, you're arguing about stuff that don't even matter because you're not really a Jew and you're not really a Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. He's like, what are you arguing about? Because in Christ, all these barriers are gone. You're taking on the division of the world. Man, what a great word for 2021. This world wants to divide us by any means possible. Through economics, through jobs, through titles, through culture, through background. All these different things. Through nationalities, through color, whatever. The world will use whatever it desires to use to bring division to us who are called according to the purpose of God. Man, is this resonating with anybody? Look at chapter number 5. Let's go to chapter number 5 and verse 7 and 8 of Galatians. Again, this is leading us to that promise, that verse, right? All this is going on. Galatians 5, 7, you ran well. So what's he saying? He's like, man, you guys, were, you guys were rolling. Man, you were going after God. Like you were winning people to Jesus. Man, you were exhibiting the fruit of the Spirit. Man, you were functioning in the gifts of the Spirit. Man, you were praying. You were fasting. Man, you were encouraging one another. You were loving one another. All of those things, you ran well. And again, he asked him the question, who hindered you from obeying the truth? He's trying to put a focus on the who. Why? Because their focus has not been on the who, Jesus. They've turned to something else. Someone else has gotten their attention. Let me ask you this question. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? Now, immediately in our mind, we start going to people and we're like, oh, it was them and it was them and it was them. But you got to realize it wasn't them. It was the Spirit in operation through them. You don't take authority over the person. You take authority over the Spirit. And so then he says, this persuasion does not come from him who calls you. So what is he saying? He's saying, listen, this isn't from God, guys. This is not from the Lord. Somebody Something has hindered you, and it is not the Lord. Now, verse 19, very familiar. Now he goes into this. Listen, here's the works of the flesh. Like, they're evident. You can see them clearly. 
And he goes through all of them, adultery and fornication and uncleanness and lewdness and idolatry and sorcery and hatred and contentions and jealousies and outbursts of wrath and selfish ambitions and dissensions and heresies and envies and murders and drunkenness and revelries and the like. Like He's like, that's the works of the flesh. That's where you guys are operating right now. Like you've opened yourself up and these things are coming out of your life. Then he says this, but the fruit of the Spirit is love and joy and peace and long-suffering and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control that the law cannot touch these things. You guys have given yourself back to the law that is, that is not producing fruit of the Spirit. That result of the law being put upon you, which, which is not from the Lord, guess what that's producing? Not the fruit of the Spirit, but the works of the flesh. And then let's go to chapter 6, verse 6. And we'll land this thing, all right? Galatians 6, 6. Let him who is taught the word share in all good things with him who teaches. Like we're responsible for what's shared with us. That we share this together. Like you're not right here with me and I'm not right there. I say welcome, thank you for welcoming me to where you are. I'm not really there, but I'm there. When you clicked on that button, you invited me to wherever you're at. And we're sharing today in what God is saying, His Word. And then Paul says, do not be deceived. God is not mocked for whatever a man sows, he will also reap. There's that seed part, right? For he who sows to his flesh, and he's already dealt with what the flesh is, will of the flesh reap corruption. That's what you're going to get back. But he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. There it is. Everlasting life. Now, verse 9. And let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season we shall reap if we don't lose heart. Man, doesn't that, that has a different feel now of the whole process and knowing what these people are going through and knowing what Paul is trying to communicate to them in this very uncertain time that they're living in. Now the impact, I get it. Wait a second. I understand why they're weary. They're weary not because they're doing all this good stuff, they're weary because they open themselves up to the flesh. And now they're doing things out of the flesh. And when you do that, you reap these things. And so when Paul is saying, while doing good, that's why he's talking about the fruit of the Spirit, the good things, the good seed. For in due season we shall reap. And he had just told them about the seed and the harvest. And then verse 10. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially those who are of the household of faith. So many times we think about out, 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 the world, the world, the world. Yes, God, but Jesus said go into all the world and preach the gospel, and he did, and we do. But sometimes we're so focused on that that we forget that God has given us some commands for one another as believers in Jesus. And so many times, we have more of an affection and love for the lost 
than we do for those who have been found. Listen, whether you're a believer or unbeliever today, I love you in Jesus. I love you in Jesus. Before Jesus, I couldn't say that. For some of you that are watching this today, before Jesus, I would have probably hated you. And I know you would have hated me. But today I can tell all of you, no matter where you're at in your faith journey with Jesus, I love you. If you've never been told that before in your entire life, I love you. You are loved. As two of my good friends say, listen, all we want to tell you, we just want you to know you are loved. And I want you to know that today. You are loved. Yes, Paul's bringing some heavy-duty correction. Man, he's bringing it. But in all of that, you know what he's saying? I love you. Like, I love you. And then he says, as you have opportunity to do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith. Paul's like, listen, somebody got you off track. Something got you off track. And I'm trying to bring you back to the focus, which is Jesus. And when your focus is Jesus, now what you do is good. Because it is of the Spirit, not of the flesh. So let's read it again. Let's read it together. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 9. Our promise. Let's read it together. You guys ready? Come on. Give me some hearts. Give me some likes. Come on. If you're ready, here we go. And let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Beloved, don't lose heart today. I know you may be feeling weary, and to be quite honest with you, I'm weary. And I've been weary. And I've been feeling this weariness. And I I don't know that it's all the Spirit. It may be some physical things. But I know that some of it is the Spirit. I've been feeling weary, and even in the last couple of weeks, just questioning myself, man, am I really making a difference? Like, is what I'm doing really making a difference? Would anyone notice if I was just gone? And here's what I came back to. Someone would notice. And really, the only person that really matters in the whole equation would see it before anybody else would see it. And that is the one who loved me before I loved him. And that is the Lord. See, the Lord has great plans for you. The Lord has a great calling in your life. And when I say calling, I'm not talking about pastoring or evangelizing. I'm talking about being a witness for the Lord Jesus Christ. That's your calling. Child of God, witness. Child of God, witness. Child of God, tell the world you're a child of God and how you became a child of God. That's our calling. And so today, wherever you're at, and wherever you're at is not, hey, I'm on a beach, I'm here, I'm here. I'm talking about wherever you're at. Listen, we can take a step to grow today because God has begun a good work in you.
At some point, God has. And he wants that to grow today and to grow and to grow and to grow so that he can complete it on that day that you will see him face to face. He can perfect it. Lord Jesus, we love you. We thank you so much. What crazy awesome opportunity we've had today to speak your word, to declare your word, to see things in our own life that maybe we didn't see until this very moment. Maybe we have seen more in this few moments together. We've seen more of the works of the flesh than the fruit of the Spirit. And Lord, we say forgive us. And Lord, we're just laying all those works of the flesh at your feet today. We're saying, Lord, fill us fresh and new today. Fill us fresh and new. My cup may be empty, but I want it to be filled. I'm thirsty today, Lord. Can I come to the fountain today? And can I drink from the living water? I need a drink. I'm parched, I'm dry, I'm weary. I need a drink of cool water today promise of the Lord is come to me all you who are burdened and heavy laden and I'll give you rest and he also said come to the fountain of living water and drink so Lord we do we come right now and we do that we drink wherever we are in our journey we drink today and we take our next step to grow we thank you for this opportunity in Jesus name amen Hey, listen, if you prayed with me, or maybe later on, or maybe during, whatever, please let us know. Media Hub at thpshreveport.com. We want to know. Give us a testimony if the Lord healed you today, if you gave your life to Christ today. You know, if you took your next step, if you came out of the works of the flesh today and jumped into the fruit of the Spirit, please let us know. We want to celebrate with you. We want to give God praise for that. And also, we want to pray with you. So God bless you today. I love you. Appreciate you guys so much.